1: It is time right now for In the Garden with Peter Burke. Our program today is brought to you by The Willie Store, family-owned since 1900 in Greensboro, by Polly Construction on Gregory Drive in South Burlington, where one call does it all, by Montpelier Agway, your locally-owned Montpelier Agway on East Montpelier Road, by V's Flowers and Garden Shop, Flowers, hanging baskets, annuals, houseplants, potting supplies, and more. These flower and garden shop in Waitsfield. By Menard's family owned true value store on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Claussen's florist greenhouse and perennial farm in Colchester, featuring top quality Vermont grown plants since 1972. By Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber, Vermont's largest independent home center. Find their locations and hours at sticksandstuff.com. By P&R Lumber, in business and ready to serve you right now. P&R Lumber, Route 15 in Walcott. family milled lumber for all your projects. Check out P&R Lumber on Facebook. By Guy's Farm and Yard, if it eats and grows, guys can feed it. Guys Farm and Yard four locations to serve you. Guysfarmandyard.com. And by Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel, they're open and serving you and they sponsor the In the Garden podcast online at dandelionacres.com. Our telephone numbers are open for your comments and questions for Peter Burke 802 two four four one seven seven seven. Give us a call. And right now, here's the host, Peter Burke. Hey Joel. Oh, the audience are well, they're mm-hmm. activated. Yep. Yep.
2: Yep. What a beautiful day though. My <laughs> ride over was like this is perfect. So hope you're all are having a good day in the garden. And uh thanks for coming in and listening to us on lunch hour. And if you have any questions, uh last week's show on containers or any other early planting uh, uh, or seed starting uh, questions, uh, you're welcome, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we have um, – well, this is uh, the potato show. I want to talk about potatoes this this week. Next week, I want to talk about carrots, but this week, we're going to talk about the spud. And um, to start with, though, I have a question for you all. Um, i have uh I missed uh some of my garlic plants and they're coming up like there's four garlic plants in one little one little bunch and I'm trying to decide whether to just pull them and use them as green garlic or actually uh pull them up and separate them and uh plant them out and if anybody out there has had experience with that uh I'd love to hear from you that'd be just great um so uh Potatoes are, of course, now grown worldwide uh, from the best I can tell. They basically uh, uh, were were, uh, uh, indigenous to uh, South America and were used extensively there in a wide, 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 wide variety of different kinds of of potatoes. And um, so we – well, of course, now they're grown all over the world and uh, I like to – to uh, think about potatoes, uh, when we went up to PEI, uh, Prince Edward Island in Canada, I honestly have just never seen so many potato fields as I did there. And each each field were these perfect rows of of these mounds. You know, they were they were almost like, uh, um, you know, well, it was, it looked like they were actually cut. You know, <laughs> into the soil, they were they were perfect mounds and. Little potato plants coming out of uh, out of the top of the row, this raised row. Anyway, the um, uh, what you want to do is kind of is is like everything else is your strategy for the garden, and your garden plan is what do you want for potatoes because there are so many different varieties, and. uh you know, if you can decide which it is you want, it's the same thing with uh, uh, using bush beans or pole beans, whether using cherry tomatoes or a bush tomato or, a, uh, you know, a vine tomato. Um, the same thing applies to potatoes. There's a wide variety and you want it to fit to your needs. Now, if you're not really growing for storage, then you want to focus on those potatoes that are that are early. More or less, you want to get them as quick as you can, so you can use them and eat them during the summer and and into to the fall a little bit. So there um, are um, a, a wide variety. Probably one of the most notable is the um, the red gold or rose gold. Sometimes it's called, and it is it's renowned as a new potato. It grows. It has a red skin. Sort of a yellowish, white yellowish um, and they're good for, you know, roasting and boiling and, and that type of thing that you make a potato salad out of. And the skins are nice and thin, so if you like your potato salad with the skins on, then um this is great. Now just just to to take a step back, any potato, if you harvest it early, is an early potato. <laughs> But a potato that's specifically for the small round like the rose gold, that's what it's like at maturity. More or less, it's not going to be ever a big potato. And so you want to suit your, your variety, um, uh, for your need. And once you have your early potatoes, you may want to, uh, plant a few, uh, you know, medium, um, or mid-season, uh, uh, potatoes uh rose gold is probably one of the most popular uh mid season potatoes and and it actually is a terrific keeper but if you plant it early like now um and this is the time to plant your potatoes, you can plant from now right in through june um, the 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 saying is that when you can uh see the daffodils uh uh, blossoming uh or the dandelions blossoming uh that's the time uh to plant your potatoes. So you can start planting now any time along. But if you want a mid season uh potato like a like a uh Yukon gold that is a little shorter season then those you would plant in June and then they would be ready just after the first frost. Um so uh This is kind of like as I said, your strategy. The longer season ones, the keepers like a Kennebec or the the uh, dark red Norland, um, those big potatoes that are are uh, well known as great keepers, um, they're longer season and you would want to plant them now and uh, and then harvest them in September sometime. So um the varieties to choose from of course are um you know your your a new potatoes which I mentioned um and the the new uh, there's a couple different varieties you know your your Rose Gold your uh, there's a purple Carabay and uh, then there's a, oh just all uh, there's another another one that's um where is it white anyway those are early potatoes and you can choose a variety of different ones also um uh, there are the the keepers which we just mentioned the kennebecs and and uh, there's a variety of kennebec called an elba and then there's a uh, like a well oh, the russet which is a really uh really rough skin potato and um uh again if you if you're really into making French fries then you wanna you wanna grow a russet. You know, and the russet are the best French fry potato there is. Uh and some of the um Uh, Some of the uh, smaller potatoes um, are actually called fingerlings, right? Those are smaller potatoes. They're the the long, narrow ones like the Russian banana and the French fingerling, which is a red, and then the uh, purple one. uh, Some people call it a magic molly, but there's a variety of different names, and it's a fingerling too. So you know, I kinda of, you wanna figure out what it is you want and then grow accordingly. Now hey,
1: I'm yeah. gonna hop in and ask Bill in Worcester to call back. Oh old thumbs Joel here. Oh,
2: did you really?
1: Yeah, I think it oh. definitely was me this time. So Not Bill even. he has a potato question too. Oh, so good. <laughs> good. Yeah, you, why, why are my fingers like potatoes here, you know, <laughs> pu- pu- pushing all the wrong buttons? But uh, anyway, as soon as you get back on, Bill, we'll put you on.
2: Okay, Bill, you call back and we'll, we'll talk potatoes. So there's, um, let's see. So you have your early potatoes, you've got your uh, mid-season potatoes, and you've got your long season, which are late and which are your, those are your keepers. Now, um, I've grown, uh, the Kennebecs that I grew. I saved in one of those uh, cardboard fruit boxes, and I, you know, I did rows of, of uh, potato and then a nice row of, of newspaper, and is this Bill? I hope so. is. This, I'm
0: trying again here. <laughs> Let's see what we can do. <laughs> Sorry about that, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I, I enjoy your discussion oh, good. on potatoes here, yep. and I have a well, let me ask you, Yeah, know, my question is, every year this comes up, I don't plant very many. Yeah. Just uh, just a minute. Let me turn my radio down here I yep. get a yep. double you'll voice the, here. Yeah, you'll
2: get a feedback loop <laughs> <Yeah>. on that. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, yeah, I only plant about 10 pounds for myself here. But every year <clears throat> when I get ready, invariably I have those long sprouts on them of, oh, some uh-huh. six, eight inches or so uh-huh. Uh do they do well if I leave them on, or should I break those off? To tell you um, the truth, I'll tell you, usually I take them off.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think you're on the right track there. The, only, um, uh, the thing about potatoes, and there's, of course, a number of different ways to grow them. Um, some people do what they call uh, chitting. You know, they actually put the tubers in a sunny, mm-hmm. warm room so that the eyes green up before they put them out. And you can do that instead of just leaving them in the bag and letting them grow, uh, go ahead and put them out on a, a, a towel or a blanket and mm-hmm. let them green up in, uh, in a, you know, uh, in the indoors or, okay. you know, and, and then you won't have that problem so much because they'll, they'll green up and they won't, they won't stretch out so much. They'll green up, and you'll have green oh. stems when you plant them.
0: Okay, that that sounds interesting. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Because yeah. as you say, I even if I go to well, Agway or whoever yeah. and get a bag of them, uh, yep. they have tubers on them. And actually, yep. I have quite a few I carry over here. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a cool cellar where I can do that. Yep. And, uh, but they do get those because they're in bags. By now, a lot of them have four, (laughs) six inch tubers there. And I just come to plant them. I said, do I leave them on or? I've always asked this question to myself. And I just kind of had. So I wondered what your opinion was on it, whether I should take those off or not.
2: I agree. And, and for a couple of different reasons. One is there's a good chance those long, long stems are going to, going to rot in the soil, you know? Yes. So I, I think that that's, uh, that's probably the most important. The second is those don't usually green up and grow well. Um, so, okay. uh, you know, yeah, and I, the third thing is you, is you don't need them. They're, they'll, once you break them off, they'll go ahead and continue to grow.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, very good Yeah, I usually use, uh, I heard you mention Kennebec, yep. that has been my favorite really, oh, yeah. although I had mm-hmm. Katadans here a couple uh-huh. of years ago because I couldn't seem to find any Kennebecs and I was really happy with those yep. but the Kennebecs seem to keep very well Oh they do and, and I can probably use mine that I have uh, carry over here mm-hmm. yeah. yeah,
2: Yeah, I've carried uh, the the Kennebec into, well into right about now April, May
0: Yeah. and hey.
2: uh, they're Barely even sprout uh, if you keep yeah. them in a cool, dry place. You know. So
0: even uh, even though the uh, soil is pretty cold still yeah. and wet, yeah. you say it's a good time to plant the potatoes it already. Is.
2: Now, um, one of the things I wanted to cover is because uh, I use uh, raised beds for everything. I have. Uh, oh, okay. 20, yeah, 20. yeah. If you're if you're growing in a raised bed, uh, how you want to do it is. Is well, I dig about a six-inch hole, and uh, in the four-by-four bed, I do uh, 16 of them, one per foot, right in the center Mm -hmm. of each square foot. And I'll dig that hole about uh, six inches deep, you know, and leave the soil all around it up high. And then I'll put the potato in the bottom and put about two inches uh, of soil right on top of it. Now, when that sprouts and grows up to the soil level and then up a little bit, um, I'll go ahead and just shove that dirt right in on top of them.
0: Okay. You're basically healing it up then. So I'm
2: healing yeah. it up by just filling in the hole. And that, okay. that works really well in a, um, in a, in a bed where you don't have a row to, you know, to rake or hoe up mm-hmm. your, the dirt right up on top of it. And then of course just to, and I'm sure you probably already know this, but the reason you heal a potato is that, the potatoes don't form below the seed. They form above the seed mm-hmm. and they go from the seed up to the soil. And if you don't hill them, the the um, potatoes <laughs> that are at the the soil level will actually turn green and right and yep. they're not good to eat so or right, well if right. you cut off the green they're okay to eat but
0: yes right. yeah, okay but, i i agree and my garden is i said it's kind of wet and cool yeah uh, what the way I do it uh, as soon as it dries enough, i actually uh, uh I put it in rows, but yeah. i uh basically i might hole down maybe an inch or less, uh-huh. and I and I plant it on it. Then I, then I hoe up, uh, and cover them that way. So in mm-hmm. way, they're above the natural ground. Oh yeah. And then by uh, well using a till or something, going down between the rows, I get enough loose soil. Uh-huh. So as I see them sprouting, then I can start hilling them up. Oh yeah. Although occasionally I do have uh, one of those, one of those green ones begin showing <laughs> along in August or thereabouts. But uh, it's yeah.
2: hard to avoid, even yeah. even in my garden beds. Occasionally, yeah. I'll find ways. But
0: I do like uh, I like that because, I, well, actually, I'll go down in in probably in August or before, and run my hand down in and find a mm. nice sized potato and pull it out. Yep, I have fresh potatoes uh, yep. early. <laughs> Absolutely, nothing yeah. nothing okay. better. Okay, well, I appreciate. Uh, okay, your, Bill, thanks yep. for the call. Yeah, well, thanks for the program. All right, All right. <laughs> have a nice day. Bye bye. <laughs>
2: Joel, uh, do we have Forbes? Hey, Forbes and Corinth. Hi. Uh, how, how are you, sir?
3: Good. Great. Um, uh, potatoes become territorial. I, I never realized that until...
2: Uh, <laughs> okay, fill me in. I never realized it either.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, um, Margaret Chase Smith, yeah. a longtime and very famous senator from Maine, was touring limestone Air Force base,
4: uh-huh,
3: having dinner with them, yeah, and upon the completion of dinner, she asked to be taken to the kitchen okay, and she went out to the kitchen and she scurried around through it and found Idaho potatoes. oh my, <laughs> uh, and needless to say that discussion got pretty pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs> in
2: Maine. <laughs> yeah, I can't
3: blame yeah, you. I can't. That's blame one bit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, have uh, you ever seen those uh those potato fields where they have those big, you know, mounds that they plant uh plant there it's it's well worth just looking up for a picture on it. They're so perfectly formed, you know. I don't know how right. they do it, but they they make these perfectly formed potato hills and they're a good oh maybe 10 foot uh, 10 10 inches a foot you know uh, in rows so
3: yeah on the culinary end i think like the idaho potatoes uh more like a baker's choice Mm -hmm. they seem to be all sized about the same where uh katahdin or Whatnot have varied sizes, so it would probably, as a cook, you'd have trouble finding them all uniform. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why they did that.
4: But, yeah. But, But,
3: um, uh, on cutting your potatoes, Uh, let's say seed potato, mm -hmm. Uh, what's the best way uh, to be able to cut them so that uh, you get a plant out of it?
2: Well, uh, uh, yeah, okay. And ahead yeah.
3: And then, that's that's one question. And the Mm -hmm. second is, I planted uh, quite a bit of potatoes a few years ago,
4: uh-huh.
3: and uh, the deer came along and, and chopped the tops. <laughs> and uh, the biggest crop I've ever had in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so is there something to say that maybe some of those uh, tops uh, should be trimmed a little bit? So well, that uh, that's
2: a, It's an interesting uh, thought. I mean, in that uh, it it might work fine. You know, uh, it might be a great idea is to to trim up. Oh, well, it
3: did, and we, after that, I, that's what I used to do. Uh, yeah. The two of us would hold the lawnmower up and go right down the yeah. rows. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because because, because
3: <laughs> I got <laughs> tremendous crops.
2: What you're what you're doing is you're telling the uh, you're telling the plant that you you better you better get your uh, your fruits made quick because you know something's eating you and it sort of <laughs> yeah. you know, it stimulates them you know sort of like pruning stimulates a, a tomato or um you right. know in any plant that you that you prune it will it will stimulate growth uh, or and the fruit so uh, i i have never heard of it as a technique but i'm definitely going to uh <laughs> I'm going to look it. Oh, it into really it. worked.
3: I mean, after that, I always did it, and I had a great crop, but the deer taught me that.
2: This is uh, when the flowers come, or is it before the flowers?
3: No, after they flower, and then just a lot of greenery, a lot of top. Yeah. And so I would uh, go through and um, prune them out. Not all of it, but I yeah. would take them down pretty good. And yeah. so yeah. then that vigor went back into the potatoes.
2: It. uh, I have to admit, it's not a technique I've ever heard, but it makes a tremendous amount of sense for. But I appreciate that. I'm gonna give it a try. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's about it. Well, going back to your first question about cutting, you, you, when you cut your potatoes, you want at least two eyes on each piece. Two. Two eyes. Yeah, and um, they shouldn't be much shorter than an inch and a half. Um, So if you have a single potato that's about an inch and a half round, then you just plant the whole potato. But if you've got a good sized potato, you know, like a Kennebuck or a, um, uh, you, you know that's bigger, you know, that's maybe four inches long, then you can cut it into into three pieces, inch and a half long. Um, oh. And and that's where you you try to when you cut those pieces though, that's when you have to watch to make sure you have at least two. Um, two eyes to two eyes to see now uh, when you when you cut them like that uh they need to set for a couple of days so that the cut itself dries out and some people oh, yeah. even re- recommend taking a, a powdered sulfur uh, agricultural sulfur and putting a little bit in a bag and shaking your cutting so that the uh, the cut of the potato is covered with that, so it does it tends not to rot, and that's right, the sulfur is a fungicide. It's a fungicide, yeah. So Natural when you put it in when you. When you dust it with that, then it's less likely to, to rot in the soil. And, uh, yeah. I think Bill just mentioned about his, his soil was a little wet right now. And if that is a problem, then there's something you might try. Or, you know, as I've said in the very beginning, you can plant from now right on through mid-June. So, you know, just go ahead and wait until your, your garden is dry, dry enough and it's not going to rot your potatoes.
3: Cool. Oh. Pretty good. Yeah. Little trick uh, after uh, doing a lot of potatoes. Little (laughs) trick I used to sit on a board Mm -hmm. with a, and I'd take an axe and just split it, and then put a knife in the split. Okay. And I just sit on the board, and then with two hands I could go right through and and uh, cut them (laughs) off. That's great. I'm from Maine, yeah. so you you got to <laughs> discount a little here. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it.
2: I got to write that one down. That's almost yeah, as good no, as, that the, works real the, quick. as the help yeah. from the deer. Now, did you ask the deer to come in the next year, or did you? <laughs> uh,
3: no, no. Um, I I got ahead of them, you so did. they they figured kind uh, of slim pickings. <laughs> <at that point.
2: laughs> <laughs> well, good. Okay. That's great. I appreciate it, Forbes. <laughs>
3: yeah. And sweet potatoes, that's another story. Oh, I that, love them.
2: that's, that's, we're talking, you know, potatoes and pickles. We're, we're completely yep. different. Yep. Uh, that's yep, a whole I different. Know. And, um, uh, if people are interested in sweet potatoes, you definitely give me a call and let me know because uh, I'll run down them. Um, I'm less interested in sweet potatoes because I'm not like Joel, where I live in the banana belt of Vermont, where they can grow sweet potatoes easily. Uh, where I am, you really have to, you really have to work at it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they're worth it. So.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, they're good for you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All okay. right. Thank you. Too. Appreciate uh, okay. you, okay.
1: Thank you, thank you Forb. Yeah, we grow, pine, we grow pineapples and everything out there. We're,
2: <laughs> we're, we're coconuts, you name it. Coconuts, yeah, okay. We yeah.
1: thank our fine sponsors for making this program possible, and here are some of them.
5: Meet all of your gardening needs and desires at Dandelion Acres in Bethel. Make a statement with trees and shrubs. Grow your own vegetables and fruits with a selection of veggie starts, fruit trees, and berry bushes. And add color with annual and perennial flowers, including lush flowering hanging baskets. Don't forget the accents, unique statuary, pottery, and garden furniture. Plus, soils, fertilizers, and mulches. Everything you need, and lots of things you want, in one place. Dandelion Acres in Bethel, online at dandelionacres.com.
1: We return to Peter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we got that in.
1: Yep. Yeah. We'll serve. Uh, that's we we serve them up there. We will serve anybody that can <laughs> belly up to the bar and yeah, uh, yeah. J- join our party.
2: Well, I I work over in in Barrie, and, and so I use that uh, the ninety ninety five you know point one, and then uh, I drive through Montpelier quite a lot, and I use the ninety eight point three, and then. When I'm on my way home, I'll use the 96.1. So I, uh, got them all on the speed dial. And
1: yeah, just keep on going one after in. the other, right?
2: Yep. yep. <laughs> okay, I think we've got Brenda
1: here. Oh, Brenda. Uh, in, uh, where were you, where are you from, Brenda? Huntington, okay. Here. Yeah, I guess so, okay. Hey, Brenda. Here, here we go. Okay, you're on the air. Oops, no. Oh, did I? Brent, oh. I don't know why I'm – hey, a lot of things are happening here that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> Brenda, Brenda give us a call, it, back. call back. My <laughs> chair just collapsed. <laughs> Did not land on my dog. She's safe over there when, when he's a pooch. But, Brenda, give us a call back. We'll put you on the air. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nothing like ra- live radio to be entertaining, right? <laughs> so, anyway, we've <laughs> – We've got a few...
1: Okay, the chair is back in <laughs> service. The dog is hiding in the corner.
2: Are you hiding the potato over there? Is that what's going on? Boy, I don't know.
1: When I said, uh, when, you, when you said make sure there were two eyes on your potato, I just, you know, imagine my backyard thing staring at me, you know, which they do all day. I don't know what kind of critters uh, are out there in the yeah. middle of the night.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah the one-eyed, yep. one-horned.
1: I, no, I do see these glowing oh, eyes, really? whether they are fishers <laughs> or foxes or a coyote was spotted in the in the park right behind me. I wouldn't be surprised if the coyote is there. I wouldn't be surprised.
2: Any uh, uh, flying in purple the, people leaders? <laughs> they could come too. When you see the one eye, then you'll yeah. know you're in trouble. Yeah. Well,
1: we're waiting from Brenda to, to call back where yeah. – yeah. Hopefully my chair wouldn't collapse. And yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, um, until Brenda calls back, let me just uh, carry on here. One thing you don't want to do with potatoes is uh, use manure. Um, manure encourages scab on the skins, so you you have to, uh, you know, I want to make sure to get that in there. So you know, just use a regular fertilizer. And uh, do you have Brenda back? Brenda, are you there? Yes, I'm yeah. here. Hey, welcome. Sorry about that. No, it was us, not you. <laughs> okay,
5: I don't know what happened, but um there's there's the arrival of this uh white uh butterfly type insect.
4: Yeah. Uh-huh.
5: Um and you know, I grow, you know, uh, you know, tomatoes and, and arugula and you know, things like that. And it's kinda cold and kinda windy up here. So
4: uh-huh, yeah. but
5: anyway I have roses around my uh, uh, south-facing corner of a house, uh-huh. and about June, just when I sort of get sloppy about it, it's also beautiful, I don't have to look at the garden anymore, yeah. These little green worms come and yeah. eat yep. all the leaves, and yep. I'm wondering if, the, I've never... Uh, killed those white butterflies but i'm wondering if i maybe should
2: well uh <laughs> it's it's a challenge to kill them uh they're you,
5: very hard to catch you can get close
2: to you can do a trap which is like a you you can get a, a yellow plastic card and and they're sort of like uh you ever use a, a japanese beetle trap uh no and they have I these know, yellow I fins my hand yeah. <laughs> well, um, you can put a, a, a yellow, it's a piece of plastic, basically all it is is yellow. And you can put a little Vaseline or, or, uh, 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 on okay. there and they'll, they'll fly into the yellow color and Ooh, get stuck. Okay. okay. Excellent. Now, that's a, that's sort of a, uh, preventative, but, Chances are you won't get them all. So what you want to do is get, uh, something called BT or Thurgicide or, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. organic and, yeah. you know, uh, and just spray the leaves of, of the plants that yeah. you, you see that they visit because, you know, they're generally speaking, they are, uh, they prefer the, uh, cabbage family, you know, broccoli, cabbage, kale, right, all right. those. So you want to definitely, if you have any. There's,
5: uh, yeah, but there's another insect that sort of lives on the roses, and it's a very. It looks sort of like a flea, mm-hmm. uh, and it's whitish, mm-hmm. um, and it's you know it's less, you know it's you know it's about five millimeters in, in you know length or something, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if that insect is related to these worms that I'm trying to kill.
2: And you're so saying they're they're white. Yeah, white they're, worms? they're
5: white. Yeah, they're and yeah. <clears throat> and they're like fleas because they can jump.
2: No, wait a minute. So, anyway, it's a worm questions. that jumps.
5: Well, it moves. It moves quickly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, whatever you got, you keep it right there, okay. please. Okay, I will. <laughs> but I better, no, there's I no reason that the thuricide wouldn't work on those as well. Yeah. So I, I would start, I would start there as a preventative. And then just as a reminder, uh, cleanliness uh, in your garden is important so that in the fall, make sure you get rid of all the litter, all the stems, you know, everything. Uh, Rake through any, even if you have leaves there, uh, rake through them. Because that's usually where most of these, these uh, bugs will overwinter. Uh-huh. And so, um, you know, they'll climb, climb inside of a stem or underneath a leaf or, you know, anything like that. Right. So if you um, go ahead and do a little maintenance in the, in the fall, that'll pay a big dividends in the next year.
5: Okay. So, All right. Well, I'm going to say goodbye because I'm sure you have other people waiting. So thank you so much for taking my call.
2: Okay, Brenda. Good luck with okay. it. Let us know how it works out.
5: Okay. Bye-bye.
2: Well, I'm going to have to write down that white worm on the roses. Cause, hmm.
1: uh, I mean, I've never seen that. But
2: Yeah, well, we'll take a look. I'm sure mm-hmm. that there's there's something somewhere will tell us. Uh, um, I have Ed, Ed's book. I'll take a look, see if I can see something when we go to our next break. <laughs> so, Brenda, stay tuned. I'll we'll see what we can find, and if not, I'll, I'm sure I can find something for next week.
1: Um, well, we could take our next break right now. Oh, actually. you want to? Sure. Oh, and, um, yeah. and we have another 20 minutes or so for the program. So, yeah, oh, uh, Ed Smith's book is still a wonderful, wonderful oh, yeah. reference, both that and, uh, of course, I was going through the container, um, um, yeah. you know, Gardner's Bible yeah. last week with your program on containers. And yeah. A lot of great useful information there as well.
2: Remarkable, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the only thing i could find uh, was the leaf miner um and so i'd need a uh, uh, brenda to let us know if uh, she sees a uh, sort of a, a gray track or uh, parts of the leaves that are that are sort of eaten up and and uh, that has a white worm to it but uh, from what you were saying it doesn't seem quite right and then a little little fruit fly um so, uh, I'll, I'll take another look and, and see if I can't find out what that is, Brenda.
1: And, uh, you know, the UVM extension, if you catch, yep. catch a, an eaten leaf and, you know, take an eaten leaf and, uh, if you catch the worm itself, that's great. Or, the, or a photograph. Or, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. a photograph. I keep forgetting about it. Yeah. I'm the only person in the universe that doesn't have a cell phone. <laughs> but yeah, take a picture of it and send it. That's the modern way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I would catch the worm and put it in their mailbox. Yeah, there you go.
2: Yeah. I should get you a flip phone just so you know you can there say you. you have a phone. There you go. <laughs> you won't. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm in the monument business and I have to admit that I put my first iPhone on a on a tombstone for somebody <laughs> out there. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just uh, what's important to people is important to them, you know, whether whether it's a Boston Red Sox or a Yankees uh, emblem or whatever, you know, you just never know.
1: I could – I just – well, I've always had people around me and, you know, since the nest mm-hmm. is empty, since mm-hmm. my daughter moved to Italy. <laughs>
2: oh, my Lord. I
1: don't have anybody to, you know, to well, help me with I, telephones, you know.
2: Yeah, well, I'm sure there's lots of people that would help you, Joel.
1: I'll give – you know, you can go over a little bit. But you know what the – well, first of all, the biggest problem is is there's no more pay phones. I always rely on those. And second of all, I like to go to concerts. Uh And now people like the Saratoga Performing Arts, they put the – they will not give you tickets. a printed ticket yep. it has to be on your phone, on their phone so yes. i have to go to some, i have to go with somebody <laughs> who has the tickets on his or her phone which usually means i have to pay for their ticket as well so it costs <laughs> me twice as much yeah.
2: <laughs> see you're going to save money with this uh, i should I get to but should. i'll tell you what my son uh, jake who yeah Uh, is married to an Indian girl and they're over in India and her father is taking them on a hike and they're going to one of the base camps for Mount Everest and the pictures he sent back are just incredible. I mean, they're just they blow you away. They're just really, really beautiful where he's where he's going. And he, you know, he points it down the valley and he said, "There's where we're gonna spend the night there." And they have Wi-Fi and telephone and hot showers and beds. <laughs> well,
1: I do have a Honeywell Pentax, you know, and I I have to order by film online. Yeah, right. you know, I, I'm just. Yeah. You know, there's Brian Wilson's song, but yeah. uh, the Beach Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I wasn't meant for these times that, that is gonna, in fact when you when you make my when you make my stone yeah. that's the he wasn't <laughs> okay. made for these times yeah
2: oh, there's so many wonderful things we can say about you joel <laughs> uh, but we we've had some interesting ones lately but anyway we're we're off subject aren't we <laughs> by a mile
1: I promised you at least another five or six whatever you need.
2: <laughs> so where was i okay so for a for fertilizer uh, you don 't want to use manure fresh manure even in the fall will tend to to um, uh, make for uh, scabs on your on your you know not that it 's not edible but uh it's um, you know they they sure look a lot nicer and they grow better if you you 're not going to use that so for your n p k you want to just use a regular old um, a, a regular old, uh, organic fertilizer and, you know, nothing, you know, just, uh, uh, I think the, uh, uh, the Northern Organics one is, uh, ProGrow is a, is a perfect one for that. So you can use that. Um, then, uh, oh, to harken back to our container, uh, uh, show last week, uh, you can grow potatoes in a container, but again, you know the important thing is to choose wisely, and that's a perfect one for either a fingerling or um you know a uh, a new potato like the rose gold and the rose golds you can plant as close as six to eight inches you know uh, so, so you could really pack them into and get a nice bunch of of um a nice bunch of small potatoes uh, in mid-season. And, uh, some people, uh, I think somebody mentioned it on the last show where we're using a, one of those grow bags, you know, to to grow potatoes in. And, um, and that would work well too. But uh, again, you just have to watch your, uh, watch your you're watering because uh, potatoes particularly like a moist, continuously moist soil. So I prefer to use the ones that have the reservoir, you know, built right into it, like those uh, the Garden Patch uh, Grow Boxes. Those are, um, uh, and then the uh, Earth Box too. Uh, I've seen those at Agway, the Earth Box, and that's the, you know that's a, a great container, and and just like the other one. Uh, it has a it's a, a very large reservoir, so if you're growing tomatoes or any other things like potatoes that need to have a continuous moisture, they're perfect for that. And you know, particularly if you're growing the smaller ones, well you you can go out and stick your hand in the soil and grab a couple of potatoes or if it's just like you and another person, then, you know, you don't need uh, five pounds of potatoes. And when you go to the supermarket, you look at the the little potatoes, right? And they're a big price. For a little potato, it's a very big price. They're about, you know, I've seen them between uh, 5 and $7 for a pound and a half bag or a two-pound bag. You know, they're expensive when compared to a regular little potato, so – uh, but of course they're delicious. And when we went up to PEI, they, all oh, those potatoes were so good. I mean, the new potatoes. So, uh, well worth, uh, doing a container of, of just, uh, the little potatoes that you, that you can grow.
1: Love to boil them up and soak them in butter and yep. freshly ground pepper.
2: <laughs> yep, yep. And my dad would, would, uh, he'd melt a little butter in a pan and he'd chop up parsley Ooh. and he just, he'd roll those little guys around in, in the parsley and the mm-hmm. butter and, and almost sort of roast the outside of them like that. Mm-hmm. He was quite mm-hmm. the cook. And I could see me doing that. Mm-hmm. But I like them especially in potato salad. I like a, mm-hmm. you know, good potato salad with celery. And, <laughs> All that kind of stuff. Mm. I,
1: do you like the regular potato salad or the German potato salad?
2: I like potato salad. I will take German or the regular one. Oh, you like it, I, like I like it with the mayo, you know, mm-hmm. which is a regular. Right. And then the the hot oil in yeah. a in a German one. I think that's very good too. How do you make your German potato salad?
1: Well, that's exactly how my well, my mother and yep. grandmother made it, and mm-hmm. and believe it or not, I have to buy it now. <laughs> but some people don't like it. I keep thinking of um, Homer Simpson on The Simpsons. Yeah, you know, uh, they were on one of the episodes. Uh, his life was winding down, mm-hmm. Okay. and he, uh, he passed on uh-huh. and was entering not the gates of heaven but the <laughs> gates of hell. Yeah. And his first words upon entering Hades was, oh, they only have German potato salad down here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the writers must have been talking to you. Uh,
1: I tell you well they're all
2: on strike right now. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh,
1: they uh, have some good ones, yeah.
2: I know. My son's in the movie business, and that's kind of been a – well, anyway, he walked the picket lines with him. He's He's a camera guy, but – yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a
1: well, you know, it's tough. They, they got what they wanted the last time because they wanted to the residuals from DVDs. But <laughs> jump ahead ten years, nobody's buying DVDs. Yeah, right. Everybody's <laughs> streaming. So, yeah, you got to keep up with the times. I sympathize, with <laughs> it. but anyway, I, I keep going off topic. You have another ten minutes if you need it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've lost my place. I, I don't know what I'm talking about now. <laughs>
1: I think if we if, if we walk the lines here at the radio station, we they just lock the doors. That's all. <laughs> that's
2: See, just, we need those writers. They're on right. strike. Exactly. We can blame I, it on them. Yeah, that's right. I, mean, we, I need
1: better material, folks. Please,
2: yeah. you know, settle your strike and send me some of your rejects. Yeah. Oh goodness, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, there was actually one other thing. Now that I look at my notes, is um, this year, and if you can, uh, if you can. Plant an extra bed of potatoes, uh, not for you, but to take to the uh, to the food shelf.
1: Excellent idea. Wonderful.
2: You yeah. know, a uh, four-by-four bed yep. uh, can grow about 25 pounds pretty easily, 25 pounds. If 10 of us did that, that would be, you know, just like 500 pounds or so. And, uh, you know, that would be 10, 5, or, well, no, it would be, well, 250 pounds, it would be five 50-pound bags, and that's that's a lot to, to bring to the food shelves.
1: Yeah, on Front on front Porch Forum, we have uh, a number of people that make that same suggestion, including the food shelves themselves, so oh, that yeah. is a doggone yeah. good idea. Yeah. We have somebody on the line, so I'll go first name in town, please.
5: Hi, this is Katie from Wheatfield. Hey, Katie, how are you? Good, how are you guys? Uh, I, I'm, yeah, we're okay.
2: You came in to yeah. listen to our show. Have you been out?
5: <laughs> um, no, I love listening to your show every Saturday, anyways. It's oh, always fun. Thank you. But, um, I was listening to, about, well, about the lady with the worms in her yeah. garden that jump. Yep. You actually had a show about it on the radio, I think it was last summer. Um, it's called Amenthus Agrestus. Oh. They're like an Asian jumping worm that oh. were. Imported into the U.S. specifically for fishing. Yes.
2: You yes. Know. Yes.
5: But now they aggressively take, like reproduce and they deplete all the nutrients for the forest and the right. plants that your you're dirt. talking so, about.
2: The snake worm or the jumping. Yeah, worm. and you can yeah. tell the
5: difference because they look rainbowy, like they were dipped in gasoline. Mm-hmm,
2: or mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, uh, it's uh, a it, The thing is, is like everything. There's a cycle, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to. They're gonna run run their course, you Good. Know, and I, yeah, that'd be nice. To, yeah,
5: yeah, I hope yeah. so. <laughs> I mean, it's
2: it's no different than the, you know, uh, the tent worms or the.
5: That's whatever. a good point. Yeah,
2: yeah, you know, it's it's unfortunate that we have to put up with them, but you know, yeah. that that's just part of the cycle well, and good. as a gardener you sort of you kind of get used to to uh learning how to adapt to exactly and go and fishing them. more often go fishing more <laughs> often yes let them jump around on a hook <laughs> exactly well
5: anyways thank you guys for well, th- doing what you do
1: thank you, you do. for reminding us of that program i did it, it all comes back to me in my own notes it was the uh, cornell extensions cornell university extension service that has all that's the research
4: right. on mm-hmm.
1: this that's right and I, I think I printed out a couple of articles back then, but that's exactly what it is—a a new, a relatively new invasive species mm-hmm. that yeah. uh, you know uh, have uh, come over and in, uh, in its own way wreaking a bit of havoc. Thank you so much yes, for I calling. Think,
5: but it's good for the little kids, if you know, if you want to bring your kids fishing, like you'll find them everywhere.
2: Oh yep. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't seen them in my you garden. Yeah. heard
5: for worms. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah well, that's a memory I certainly have is turning rocks over and looking for big earthworms to go fishing yes. <laughs> look at old days yeah.
5: <laughs> anyways
2: thank you again Katie thanks for calling. We appreciate it we appreciate you yeah but thanks yeah yeah now um let's see i was uh i was talking about the oh yeah grow an extra bed for for the food shelf and um uh it it's very easy. I know, uh, I was listening to Sue Minter on Capstone and she was saying, you can bring anything you have that's extra, um, down to them there in Barrie. Uh, but that's true for, there's food shelves. Almost every town has a food shelf. So if you don't know where it is, just look it up or call your, uh, your town clerk and see if they have something. If not, you know, they're the, you know, the big general ones like, um, uh, the uh, food shelf or the uh, capstone or you know any of those would work and and there certainly there are plenty of them in burlington and every town has some access to that so 25 pounds is not a lot but if we all did it it would it it would be significant Mm -hmm. and it's a little bit like green up you know we all pick up a bag of trash and the next thing you know all of vermont it looks a little better so it's the little things a lot of times that that make the difference,
1: and the food shelves themselves will tell you there is the need, and mm-hmm. it is uh, 12 mm-hmm. months of the year. So.
2: Well, that's the beauty of the potatoes. At least I was thinking is that it's easy to store. Mm-hmm. Certainly easy to freeze. Um, you know, you can you can make stuff up and and freeze it, and, and uh, it'll store for a long time without a freezer, without anything electric, just a cool spot, and uh, and hopefully make a difference. It just seems to me uh, nobody should need food in Vermont. We grow so much, you know, and it's like a, a good thing to do. So. There's, in
1: this country, there's, there, there should be no need, but there's, you know, there's no shame in having that need, and that's what the food shelves
2: yeah. are
1: for, and uh, I guess if we all do our part, yeah. uh, collectively, we'll all do better. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you
2: know, and and the, the fact is, is that... Uh, um, doing things for other people is its own reward.
1: Yep, absolutely.
2: And yeah, If you want to feel good, if you want your children to know what it feels like to do good and feel good about it, then that's the kind of thing you can do. So uh, that was one of the last things in my notes. And um, <laughs> oh, um, the, the other thing is if you don't have your potatoes yet, definitely go out and get them because a lot of places are already selling out. But this is the perfect time to start planting. So get out there, grab some. You know, you only need 16 potatoes for a 4x4 you know, four four bed. Um, you plant them, generally the big ones, your regular standards, you know, you plant them one foot apart, whether it's in a row or in your bed. Uh, so it's easy to... Uh, if you're doing a four by four bed, you, you can go buy 16 potatoes and plant them. Um, if they're big, you can cut them like we were talking about with four. you know, cut them, cut them in half. You know, you don't, you can put a whole potato in if you yep. want. I mean, there's no, there's no problem with any of that, but, um, so you, you definitely want to go out and get your spuds, uh, real soon. I
1: tell you, there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of competition for the uh, great potatoes when the Eastern States Exposition comes up. You know really? those. Uh, you know, well, of course, they have the Avenue of the States where yeah. each uh, there's a permanent building yeah. uh, for each of the uh, of the New England states, the six New England states, including Rhode Island. At any rate,
4: yeah. uh-huh.
1: uh, rivaling only the Vermont maple booth, you yeah. know, and the uh, cider donuts, is the Main potato booth, you know? <laughs> and you know they split the doggone thing opening, put cheese and bacon bits and sour cream, and oh, no. and if you say the works, you'll get a couple of jalapenos in there as well.
2: You're killing
1: yep. me. Yep. Oh, it's I unbelievable. So yeah, I sit, yeah. I sit on a park bench, yeah, and eat a big one, and then wake up on that park bench about two hours later. You know?
2: And then you you go and get a blooming onion. And- Absolutely. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, the, uh, I haven't yeah. had my lunch yet. But oh you're killing me here. <laughs> well, if you have any questions about uh, potatoes, call me next week, and we can we can keep on the potato beat if we if uh, if anybody wants to. And uh, I'm afraid I I've really just touched on all the things I want to talk about with potatoes, but um uh grow them they're easy generally easy uh the potato beetle that will be your your challenge uh, but if you watch for them they're pretty easy to just hand pick and i know ed just says i ah, had forget what the forget the sprays just go out and hang and pick them you know they're big they're like japanese beetles you know you can just knock them off into a cup of soap and and, uh, uh, that, that'll take care of them, you know. And they run in a cycle. But he was always a, uh, a big advocate of planting in June because you miss the cycle for that, uh, Colorado potato beer. So we can plant right now on your long seasons, your Kennebucks or your, um, <clears throat> russets or any of your, your, uh, your dark red norlands. Those ones all big long season, uh, keepers. Uh, but you can wait till um to for another few weeks uh right into the middle of June to plant your um, your your early potatoes or uh, Yukon gold or any of those so you know start now and start planting and uh, keep planting for another few weeks anyway. Sounds like a plan to me. (laughs) We will see you in the spud garden. (laughs) Next week here on Radio Vermont. In the garden, for sure.
0: Inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, Row by row, someone bless these
4: seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down.